everybody. Welcome back to the collective. We have well, we had an interesting but we spent the last 30 minutes trying to sort out my, my system. So I apologize for the delay. Um, and I super apologize for making Sean walk all the way to the uh, to the lobby and back for fun. <laughs> it was fun. Well, uh, at least you're getting known within the hotel, right? They they know who you are now. They certainly do. <laughs> um, so before we get into any sort of topic or discussion, I do want to remind everybody to make sure that they like and subscribe and hit the notification bell because not every day do we have 30 minutes of technical difficulties. <laughs> usually, we're usually on in line with what we try to attain, but today did not go our way. No, and, and the good news is, as we've talked about in the past with the Velcro titles or Velcro labels that you can put on and, and tear off. I just finished tearing off support desk for half an hour. That was fun. Hey man, you know what? I'm, I'm happy I can give you the opportunity to switch labels every once in a while. That's right. I'm, I'm happy. What, what I just learned over the last half uh, an hour is that my computer system engineering uh, processes are still in place. <laughs> Well, I I am I'm happy happy that I could be that person for you. Thank you for confirming that uh, help desk is a job that I never want. Well, we will uh, we will continue to do our best to make sure that you know the arcs of your life, right? Thank thank you for refining my choices that I won't make in the future. I'm here to help. What can I say? <laughs> you were helpful. Take my help desk label off, and we'll get to a, a chat here. Um, Patrick, good morning. Good to see you. Carl KH, good to see you as well. Good day. We're going to have an interesting conversation, but before we get into anything, any thoughts, Sean, other than not wanting to ever work a, a help desk? That was fun. Uh, that was so much fun. So, uh, thoughts, what do I have? Man, I've got so much thoughts on, um, on some of the things that I've seen over the last 24 hours here in Kelowna. Specifically, like just even at uh, breakfast this morning, I spent 45 minutes just sitting down. I made two pour overs, had some boiled eggs and some cantaloupe and whatnot. And uh, watch people, as I like to do, um, as I've done most of my life, and observe how they're running their program. And I got to say, like, okay, it wasn't a very large data set. It was probably, I probably saw 150 people this morning in and out over that 45 minute period. But I was watching what they were eating. I was watching how they were moving around each other and how as a society they were interacting or not. And the poor nutrition choices, the poor drink choices, just the poor way to start the day. It wasn't encouraging. It, 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 didn't, it didn't make me feel like things are going well out there. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that was my thought this morning. That's a good thought. Do you think that? Do you think that it's ignorance or convenience? Do you think that they know better? I mean, this is a conjecture, obviously, right? You're going to be mm -hmm. trying to go into their mind, but based off of how you watch them pick and choose and interact with the item set, do you think that it's just they don't know or they don't care? I think it's. Uh, I think it's some of both. I mean. If every person knew the totality of nutrition, 
they obviously wouldn't be going back for their fifth bowl of multicolored circles called cereal. <laughs> so, you know, if they understood nutrition, that wouldn't be occurring. But mm -hmm. I don't think they do. Otherwise, they wouldn't be cramming back that fifth bowl looking for a sixth. So I think it's a, to some degree, some ignorance or, or of education, or they just aren't aware of how to run a cleaner nutrition program. But also, I think it's just laziness as well. Mm. And so I looked at, uh, you know, kind of 15, 16, 17 year old kids sitting down at the table with their parents. And uh, no one even blinked an eye when it was a tray full of cocoa puffs showing up. It was just like, Jack, business as usual. And so I did see some parents kind of raise an eye a little bit, but nothing was said. And so to some degree, ignorance, to some degree, laziness. Because, mm. I mean, come on, what parent, what parent who, who is actually in touch with reality doesn't know that the sixth bowl of fruity cocoa puff things is not a good idea. I, I would say like a special occasion, I could see a bowl or two, but six, six seems excessive. <laughs> I, I, I watch, I watch the kid polish off two bowls standing right next to the bowl dispenser. Like, wow. you know, it's like a lever. Chunk, 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 chunk. There's the big bowl, straight over the milk. Glug, glug. <laughs> Two bowls like that, right there, at the wow. at the at the color dispenser. And when he got his third bowl of color, he went and sat with his parents. Dang. Yeah. No, that that would not fly. My definitely not in my place. But uh, I think for some people, it is a. Mm, it's a stepping out of the norm when you go to a hotel. Like it's a kind of a big deal for a lot of people where like they don't normally go to hotels. So they just kind of allow whatever. And I, I've seen that as well. Dude, like the folks that were going for the sixth bowl, they've been going for six bowls a long, long time. I saw a 14 year old kid. That would be my guess, a boy who looked like a 50 year old man. Mm. I mean, his health was atrocious. I mean, I don't even know what that kid's going to do by the time he's 15. This is the uh, this is the continual challenge, I guess, in in our in our realm is that what's seen is not always done. Right. So they may see fit people. They may see people make good nutritional choices, but they don't actually they don't want to or care to or want to make that hard choice or that those the choices haven't been explained to them in a way that they can actually understand. Oh, they know. They know what's up. And I'll give you a good example. Okay. So uh, I threw a photo up this morning on my Instagram stories as I was walking back to my table. And uh, in the foreground is my breakfast with a Wired Differently coffee mug. I did two pour overs there. And I walked into the uh, breakfast area in a pair of sweatpants and this T-shirt. And, uh, and so, you know, this is what people are, are seeing. <laughs> As 
I walk into the uh, dining room area, you know? And yeah. so as I walked in, <clears throat> as I always do, I do the Terminator uh, 9000 scan to make sure I know what I'm stepping into. I'm aware of all of my, not arcs of fire, but situations that I either want to be near or not or whatever. If, if there's a table full of eight screaming kids, well, I'm moving three tables over. So that's what I'm doing. I'm, I'm understanding my environment. <clears throat> and when I walked in, this is, this is what I saw. At least a handful of guys, shoulders forward, bellies rolled over onto their uh, mid thigh, eating garbage. And they kind of, they looked up and then they did this. and looked at their bellies, looked at themselves, looked at the moment, felt what they felt, know what they know, and try to stay semi-erect on their spine until I walk past them. And everyone knows, we've talked about it before, you know when you're being lazy, you know when you're on the wrong path, you know when you're eating that six bowl of fruity pebbles, that it ain't right for you. And here's how you know, when a guy like me walks in and looks you in the eye, then you know. Yeah. Because if you can't be honest with yourself, when I look at you, you're gonna be honest with yourself. Because now you've got something to contrast yourself against, to compare yourself against, which maybe you don't have in your life, which maybe your surrounding friends are all doing the same thing. Just sitting yeah. down eating another bowl of fruity pebbles. That's not how I run my program. And that's evident when I walk into a area that has free breakfasts. I don't look like I'm on six bowls a day. And so it's a phenomenon that I've seen time and time again. As I was walking as straight up after my 29th trip to the front desk to try to sort out your Wi-Fi. As I, okay, maybe it was only two. So as I was walking down the hallway, uh, right at the far end of the hallway, I saw a guy like, you know, knocks open the door. And I mean, he's like still 30 seconds away from me as we're both walking towards each other. And he's all flared out. He's all angry. I don't know why. Maybe his car didn't start in the parking lot. Maybe he's got to go get another piece of luggage. Don't know. Don't care. But as I walk towards him, his flare... He starts scanning me, what happens? His flare starts collapsing and he starts rounding his shoulders forward and he's looking at me and then he looks at me, nods and says, good morning. And I look, up, look at him back and say, morning, how are you? And we both cross paths. He's unflared, trying to pull his shoulders back and trying to square up his game. Whereas at the end of the hallway, he was Mr. Oil Barrels banging that door open and about to like get angry with something, anything, hmm. just not with me. And so it's an interesting phenomenon, man. People run their programs a certain way until someone steps in and looks at them and holds them accountable. You know what I mean? I do. And that's, uh, I I've had similar experiences in hotels where, um, especially with, with kids, I find people, a lot of times will allow their kids to just kind of run free within yeah, it's a like a play zone. Yeah. And, uh, 
I remember sitting actually at the breakfast table with um, my boys and my wife and these kids just came screaming in, knocked a bunch of stuff over and the parents just not even, didn't even see anything. They just kind of walked in talking to each other, blah, 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 blah. And it took me standing up for them. As soon as they saw me stand up, they were like, kids, get over here. Like it was right. instantaneous. And then I sat back down. I was like, yeah, control them. Right. Like that's. But it, it is, it's challenging. Um, Patrick's got a uh, comment here. I suspect some folks think they're too busy to understand nutrition and they need to make time. And I agree that laziness is a huge factor. 100%. Nutrition's hard mm -hmm. because it's so... It isn't. It isn't well, hard at all. What I mean it, and what I mean is, is that it's, it can be very boutique, right? Like to understand your nutrition... It ain't that hard. It, it takes a level it's, of education. No, it, it ain't that hard. Okay. It's just easier to be lazy. So it ain't hard to make good choices. It's just easy to be lazy. That is very true. Yeah. And, thinking... and, and I mean, the action of eating is this. Reach, grab, eat. Whether you're reaching for a bowl of fruity pebbles or reaching for a hard-boiled egg, it's the same action. That's true. You don't burn any more calories reaching and eating. What you do burn calories on is making lazy choices versus hard choices. That's and by cool. and by thinking, I'm going to run a tight program, costs you nothing. But by saying, I'm going to run a lazy program, it costs you everything. Mm, that it does. I actually, this morning, I, I had the opportunity to... Uh, to eat a cinnamon bun as my breakfast <laughs> i chose to make eggs nice so it really doesn't take much it's just making the choice doing the work and it's not even that much work especially when you it, have breakfast it, it free laid out in front of you like right these, you know what right the, there. the beautiful part of it is i think is it's less about what you ate or didn't eat it's about empowering yourself to be able to make the decision yeah. So you you now have the ability to branching point every morning. You know that you can say, no, I'm going to take eggs today. But that doesn't preclude you from saying sometime in the future, you know what? I'm going to have that sugar-coated lie, as Jocko would say, yeah. that, stick, that sticky cinnamon bun. Listen, I do it from time to time. You know why? Because pattern interrupt, baby. Yeah. I like pattern interrupting myself because I can't be so dogmatic on my nutrition. I know how to run a tight game. But sometimes I run a not tight game in order to confirm my tight game, in order to pattern interrupt, in order to play, in order to experiment, in order to remind myself what it feels like to put dirty fuel in my body versus jet fuel. It makes sense. You got you to gotta test the boundaries, regardless of where the boundaries were set. You're going to have to test them every once in a while, just like you have to walk your, your security perimeter, even, even though you, it could be tight and everything's good to go. Well, you still got to check. You, right? <laughs> you can't just assume that everything is good to go and you'll be fine. Um, but it makes a lot of sense, though, in terms of. See, I've always thought nutrition was. It required a level of knowledge that I did not possess. Mm -hmm. and, and it wasn't until I actually started looking in like the basics of nutrition are pretty much the same, right? <laughs> you need you need protein, you need some carbs, you need some sugar, but the right types of sugars and fat really right 
something. Yeah, protein, like protein, fat, and carbs for sure yeah. as macros. Yeah, and then you know that's the basics. So I mean, if you can just maintain that and a healthy lifestyle, you can be okay. But if you want to go super tight, I always thought it was a lot more. There was more information that I didn't have. Mm-hmm. So you know, we got in the coffee yesterday. Let's talk about nutrition today. <laughs> sure. Easy. For um, sure. I'm happy to. What are some good choices that people can make that you think that perhaps the average public average Joe isn't making? What are some hmm. good solid choices that they can make to turn that, uh, that crap into jet fuel? Super easy. Uh, I mean, this is incredibly easy. And there's going to be a bunch of uh, coaches out there that are going to flip upside down when I steal their business. Uh, <laughs> because I'm going to make it incredibly easy for everyone to be successful in respect to nutrition. First of all, um, there's a bunch of different ways to approach nutrition. We'll call them diets, for lack of a better term. The diet, whether it's keto or caveman or vegan or vegetarian or banana or meat or whatever. I don't care what the diet is, the nutritional approach. Find one that works for you, that makes you happy. Like if you if you don't like eating meat, don't try to be a caveman keto. If you don't like bananas, don't try to go on a 30-day cleanse of just bananas. Mm-hmm. So find what works for you in the sense of what makes you happy. And by happy, I mean over a freaking long time, long-term happy. Because you can choose all of the diets in the world. Listen, I I... I wish I had a dollar for every time someone gets super excited and pulls up next to me and says, yeah, I just started the keto program. It's going so well for me. It's amazing. How long have you been doing it? I'm, I'm almost at a week in. Yeah. Okay. So, you know, the idea of being the, uh, a trend is over a long timeline to see if it's successful for you. And by that, I mean in excess of a year to see if it's, suitable for you if you enjoy it because mm. you don't want to be cherry picking diets every three months and flippity flopping because what you'll see is for progress and then regression so you need something to stick that has consistency that has reliability in the sense of oh i enjoy eating like this and oh it makes me feel good and oh i'm at a healthy weight and oh i can perform reasonably well that's what i think when i think of diet something that works for you long-term makes you happy. I like that. I, my, I realized this pretty, I don't know, maybe I think maybe five, six years ago now was that if I don't get enough protein throughout a day, it affects me throughout through the next day. Uh-huh. And I I'm sluggish. I don't have as much energy. I need to, um, and you know, I told my wife that at one point and, she makes the majority of the dinners in our, in our, uh, household, but she started to add more protein into our cycle and my energy levels went up uh-huh. over the span of a couple of months. And so we, I confirmed it and I started when we didn't have a lot of protein in the meal itself, I would take, I'd go and have like a protein shake afterwards. And that kept the, the protein levels up, which allowed keep my energy levels up, which allowed uh-huh. me to do all my stuff. Right. And it was just that simple of a concept of, you know, maybe I need more meat in my diet. And we, so we added more meat into my diet and it worked. Now I don't, that's not a huge shift of my life, but 
you know, I have more meat now than I used to. And that right. So so let's talk about that a little bit, because that's probably the first place we need to start is with protein. Mm -hmm. uh, most people don't get enough. You don't know if you're getting enough. All you know is you increased it, but you're not tracking and trending it. True. So like just over the last seven days, I've had two guys that follow me that have have uh, said that they are trying to do this and they're trying to do that. And then I'll say, mm, you know, are you sure that you're getting enough protein? Oh, yeah, I definitely am. And then I'll pause two, three. And then a little later on, I'll say, hey, listen, can you let me know how much protein you got yesterday? They have zero idea or, or the day before or the week before that or the year before that because they don't track and trend. They have no idea how much protein they're taking on other than they think they're taking enough protein on just like you, as you mm -hmm. just stated. Yep. And so there's only one way to find out how much protein you're taking on. Freaking track, count. You know, when you put 30 grams of protein into a shaker, now you know you're at 30. Yep. Where's the rest of the protein coming from? Oh, you just ate a steak? Weigh it, hit, hit a food calculator. There's lots of them free online that are super easy to use. Weigh it, put in the, the cut of meat, and it'll tell you how much protein fat you're getting out of that. So you need to like get some sample days to understand how many grams of protein you're getting per day in order to understand, and this is probably the truth of the matter, how much you're shorting yourself mm -hmm. of protein each day. Now, you might feel good because you're eating more protein, but you only feel good because you, you sucked. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah. An improvement Absolutely. on suck feels pretty freaking good, it's but it's good now you're only like mediocre. And if you yeah. get enough protein in, maybe you'll feel like, okay. And then okay can get turned into, I'm doing pretty good. And that, you know what I mean? Like yeah. you got to figure out how much protein you need. So now to the next thing that's going to drive a bunch of coaches crazy. I, I, People that we know who talk about how much protein you're supposed to get in a day are doing the math wrong and they're explaining it wrong, in my opinion. So okay. I've heard it explained as this. It's one gram of protein for every pound of body weight. So let's say you're 200 pounds, uh, then you need 200 grams of protein that day. But I don't think that that's correct. I think what they've, what they've missed in that simple statement is how I've always explained it is it is one gram of protein for every pound of lean body mass. Mm. So you might be 200 pounds, but you're carrying a, uh, 50 pounds of fat on you. So you need to be proteining up at 150 grams per day, mm. lean body mass. You know what I'm saying? Right. So what if you're a 250-pound guy now? Let's say you're a 350-pound guy, and 200 pounds of that is fat. So what, you're going to grab 350 grams of protein that day? I don't think so, bro. So, you know, the math has to be appropriate for the individual. And a good starting point is one gram of protein per pound of lean body mass. So for you, that might be 175 grams or something like that. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think I'm 
last I checked, I was sitting around 218. So probably maybe a buck 90. Yeah, maybe. One, I was thinking like 180, 190 for yeah, you. That's, that's what I was thinking. Yeah. I, like, I'm a pretty lean guy, so I don't have a lot that's of that. That's right. So, but yeah, that 180, 190. And that makes a lot of sense, too, because the the time periods where I've had excess protein, like my body was flushing it out. You think? Uh, maybe. Think. How, do you, how do you know? Uh, well, my wife would not sleep in the bed with me. <laughs> Yeah, so you have flatulence. So, yeah. so that isn't that's not necessarily a result of having too much protein. Oh, see, I was I was taught it was. Mm, I know lots of people think lots of things. Mm. Uh, not too long ago, I said that uh, I put in uh, about sixty grams of protein, thirty grams of um, of uh, collagen protein, and thirty grams of a vegan protein. And John from Wired differently did the math and said, "Hey, that's a lot of protein." I thought you oh, could yeah. only take in 20 to 30 grams uh, in one sitting, but that is not true. And and I said, well, you know, it depends on where you get your science from, where you're, there's some myths out there that have been going, floating around for so long that now they've become fact, but mm. it's not fact. Uh, so it depends on where you're doing your reading. And after I'd said that, uh, you know, live, what I did do was send John a science-based link to explain why you can, uh, take on more than 30 grams in one sitting and how your body can pool that in your blood plasma and blah, 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 whatever <sighs> biology. And so um, th the, the truth is that how you manage protein and how I manage protein and how John manages protein has some similarities, but we're all unique biologies to some yeah. degree. So there's some rules of thumb and perhaps you were taking in not enough protein in that one sitting, but what you were doing was taking on a protein that doesn't suit your GI tract. It is giving you flatulence because, I mean, guess what? Beans are a great source of protein, but that doesn't mean that your body is suited to working through all of that fibrous uh, protein-based stuff and, and not suffering for it. Each person works a little bit differently in their gut. Uh, based on the bacteria load and blah, 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 whatever. Oh, yeah. Again, biology. So, you know, it might not have been directly related to the volume of protein. It could have been the form of protein. Type of protein. That makes a lot of sense. Um, and yeah, no, that makes a lot of sense. I'm going to start tracking, start trending because. Well, you, know, you do need to. And, yeah. and, the, and protein is the one that you really have to nail each day. I mean, if you get your protein sorted out, the rest will take care of itself to some degree. It's not that you're not going to eat carbs, and it's not that you're not going to eat fat, but you do need to get your protein. So here's how I explain it in a very simple basis. Kind of now we're talking about a level two explanation. So mm -hmm. level one is get your protein one gram per pound of lean body mass. Now we're going to go to level two. Okay. Get your protein. And if you are an athlete who does aerobic activities for more than one hour a day, now you need to start thinking about where your carbs are coming from and are you getting enough carbs? Because as a aerobic athlete, or more correctly, as you start moving towards endurance athleticism, or even on the mats as an example, if you're going to go on the BJ mats for BJJ mats for two hours 
well, now you have to start thinking about carbs. Mm-hmm. And so not, not fibrous carbs, not like slow burning carbs, like a whole bunch of oatmeal with fiber. Cause neon belly <laughs> is an awesome when you've, got a, when you've got a belly full of fiber. So, you know, in respect to BJJ for carbs, your timing and your sources of carbs are important. So pre-BJJ, you wouldn't want to be taking on a bunch of heavy protein and carbs and fats. I mean, two hours before you get on the mats, try not to eat anything. But before you get on the mats, you want to be taking on some simple carbs that are easy to break down and turn into blood sugar in your blood plasma and then store it in the, in the liver lickety split so that your glycogen feed is maximized because you're going to be drawing down on your glycogen on the mats. You're not going to have the ability to um, start breaking down stored fats and proteins in your uh, musculature or throughout your body. It's just not the way it works. Your body's going to draw down on glycogen and blood plasma and in your liver. And so you need to top those up. And by topping those up, I mean, do whatever you can to feel like you have a full load of blood sugar on your body. Now you can test against that, but I don't think it's necessary. I think that you've just got to eat a healthy breakfast uh, to start off your day. Or if you're on intermittent fasting and you start eating around noon, well, at noon, you're going to be getting your protein thoughts taken care of right away. And you're going to be considering when your next workout is. So for me, as an example, I finished this, the collective, and then I'll start gearing up to go out for a bike ride. And I haven't eaten yet. Mm-hmm. And my first stop might be at Hooper's. And I'm not going to grab something that is mega thick. I might just grab something that, uh, can, that I can uptake really quick or my body can break down and then uptake really quick. And that might be something like not a donut, but it might be like some sort of a treat, but not like a candy treat. So I'll be taking pastry or something. Yeah, precisely like a pastry. But here's the difference. See, I've got no problems with taking on a pastry because the pastry has clean ingredients from Hooper's. So it's high quality, high, high quality butters, high quality pastry, high quality filling. It's all real food. Uh, so I've got no problems with taking on real food. I'd rather take real food on than take on a, a, a pack of gel, uh, you know, like goo or uh, any any of the standard issue um, 100 calorie gel packs or 200 calorie gel packs that are essentially just high fructose, high glucose uh, containers, which yeah. are, are create a, a rapid uh, insulin spike and and you know now you're off to the races with all sorts of uh, chaos going on your in your system whereas real food uh will mitigate some of that spiking and will start um slowing down the metabolic uh, pathways to some degree so that you're not out there like a freak on uh on on you know whatever some sort of uh, amphetamine yeah. so for me it's about making sure that the protein is nailed and then I'm looking ahead into the day to see how I need to eat for my next upcoming quote unquote event. So now I've maybe I'm not understanding how to do this correctly, but when I was doing intermittent fasting the last last couple of times I've done it, uh, I would do it for a month and 
it felt pretty good, but it was the timings were so off with my family. It was very difficult to, to eat with them. And the reason that I had to shift it so hard was I was doing from two till 10. Like because, what, in the afternoon till the yeah. evening. And yes. what were you doing? That's when you were eating. That, that was my eating time. Okay. Period. I was doing an 18 mm-hmm. and six and or eight and 16. And mm-hmm. the, um, the reason that I did that was because I would usually be so hungry after doing jujitsu, I would get home at like nine 30 and I would need to eat something right away. Cause I would just be starving. Cause I hadn't eaten since two in the afternoon. So uh, hang on a sec. What starving, time, but... Yeah. What time did you get on the mats? That would have been at eight, eight when we, no, seven. So when we start. And then why I didn't you just hours. take on some food at six? I, uh, the food that I would be eating was usually heavy so that I would have trouble actually um, at jujitsu. I, mm. I rarely, I rarely eat. So why, why eat heavy food usually, at like, six? Lunchtime. That's usually what's being served for dinner. For what, the, what, the what, at the, uh, at the restaurant? No. Or <laughs> you table. own a fridge that you know how to work the handle, right? Wait, does it open outwards? <laughs> Wait, hang on a sec. Are you in charge of your own food? I, I am, yes. So, All right, are you on the meal plan? So at 6 o'clock, you need to be eating to set yourself up for success on the mats at, at 8 o'clock. So what what types of foods would be good as quick uptake that I could actually eat that wouldn't be so full of... Well, what, what would be some good examples? All right, so uh, what I would say is you want to take on some protein and maybe just a fist-sized of protein uh, nothing too huge, maybe just like a, even a half a chicken breast okay. or, uh, or or chicken breast, depending on how you your your gut feels. You'll have to experiment like once you're on the mats to see what's what. Maybe you need to eat it uh, at seventeen thirty hours, and then you can have a full size chicken breast. And then with the chicken breast, you'd have some rice and some vegetables, and see how that treats you. Because now you're getting your starches, you're getting your um, you're getting your carbs on. You don't need a bunch of fat on it. Uh, nice, lean protein and carbs. And that should keep you, the protein will keep you satiated or will keep you, keep your mind believing that you're not hungry. Yeah. So that, that slow burning protein will be good. The fast burning carbs will have been converted to glycogen. So when you're on the mats, you'll have enough juice. And even if you're on the mats for like two hours, um, there's enough, oh, yeah. enough, enough blood plasma in you that you're going to be able to manage that workout no problem and you shouldn't be hungry because the chicken breast will carry you through that workout and it will continue to trick your brain that you're not hungry okay what is key on the mats is you need to be taken on like a a, like a full water bottle like a 26 ounce or 24 ounce water bottle and you need some bio steel in there so you need to be bio stealing up for those two hours then when you get home because it's it's going to be around what you say nine thirty at night twenty one thirty hours at night yeah and you're you're going to go to bed at what midnight ish or something like 11, that 11, 11. 30. yeah so you you don't have the luxury of having a solid meal at that point what I would say is you switch to a shake like okay. a protein shake yeah. uh, you can put in a little some fruit in there to to re uh, glycogenate your system to set you up for the morning uh, but not too much uh, fruit uh, focus more on how how are you with dairy do Pretty you good. know yeah 
Yeah. Uh, maybe just maybe some yogurt or something that uh, is good for your gut and uh, give some more calories, uh, give some uh, flavor to it, get some fruit in there, but definitely get in minimum 30 grams of protein into that shake yeah. and then do that for a week and see how it treats you. And if you're, if you're hungry, like by the time you're going to bed, you shouldn't be hungry with the, uh, with that protein load in there. But if you are, then bump it up to 40 grams of protein in the shake. Here's the problem that people have with uh, putting more protein in their shake rather than less because they think it's expensive because mm. it's like too expensive to put an extra scoop in. But compare uh, 30 grams of protein to in a, in a powder to the cost of 30 grams of steak. It, protein powder is actually affordable if you start doing the math. Yeah. Uh, but people just think of it as a luxury, not as a necessity. But protein is a necessity if you want to be optimal, if you then want to uh, see your full uh, potential, which then perhaps shows you your full earning potential. And then once you start earning your full potential, then maybe you can afford to have that extra scoop of protein because, you know, now you're 30% better and you're earning a 10% greater uh, trajectory. So it all, yeah. it all balances itself out. That makes a lot of sense too. And I find that, um, so normally I have, uh, I do, I think about 35 grams worth of protein powder in a, uh, thing of milk. So in a shaker, not quite full, three quarters full of worth of milk. Mm. And <clears throat> I found that when I don't take that after a workout, my recovery is hindered. Like I, I am much more sore in the morning. I have a harder time. My joints hurt more versus when I do take it right after jujitsu, I, uh, I feel better in the morning for it. Mm -hmm. And you know, so like uh, the, the indication that your joints are getting a bit sore, you know, they'll kind of start to feel a bit dry in some instances. And so there's a couple of things that could be going on there. If you're going really lean on carbs, like if you're focusing really on keto and stripping out the carbs, your joints can get a bit achy. Uh, mm. with not enough carbs. And so I tell all my male athletes to do at least one refeed, like a carb refeed per week. And my female athletes, it's two carb refeeds per week for a, a variety of different reasons. And so the carbs are critical for the joints, but oils, man, I mean, uh, some get some fish oils, some uh, uh, omega-3, omega-6, omega-9, look into the various uh, omegas and two of them are good. One of them is not. <laughs> That's for the uh, Google masters out there to figure out. But you want to get on some fish oil for those joints. Raj, you can definitely. What about the, um, you know, Jocko and a lot of people are big on the krill oil. Is mm -hmm. that a similar setup or is it a different type of oil for the body? Is Because that, that still is a fish oil, right? Like it's the same thing? It is, yeah. I mean, one of the advantages, one of the hypes that krill oil got was it is a deep water... Uh, uh, crustacean and uh, supposed to be clean, no heavy metals, no mercury, blah, 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 whatever. And so, and, and you know, it has a unique uh, chemical uh, makeup, uh, which doesn't significantly shift too much from your standard issue, you know, Norwegian uh, uh, wild caught uh, fish oils, etc. So I don't think the cost uh, for krill oil is worth the push. What I do believe is it's tasty for companies that are using slick marketing to increase their profit margin. So I think there's some of that. 
Uh, but sense. I think any healthy oil, any healthy fish oil is better than none. So if you think the krill oil is the solution, go buy two bottles. Uh, I, I don't really know. I've tried the krill oil before. I didn't really notice that much of a difference over the span of the bottle itself. Mm -hmm. So I don't know if maybe I just wasn't taking enough or. Uh, it, that is also that, you know, the, the, the dose is the medicine. I like to yeah. say every once in a while. And so again, for at least for me, sometimes I underdose just because I'm trying to control my costs. Mm. But sometimes you've just got to go a little mega to see what their response is. And and I mean, don't be um don't be uncautious. I mean, I'm not saying chug back a bottle of fish oil and see how it works for you. Mm. Let let me know when you're sitting on the toilet. <laughs> uh, but, uh, you know, like play around with the dosing to see the left and right of arcs of efficacy to see if this doesn't work, but that really works. And then find your sweet spot on your uh, cost benefit ratio, what it costs you per day for the results that you're seeking. Yeah, no, that makes a lot of sense. I got, I'm going to put, I am putting more thought into how I'm actually going to eat this week and, mm. uh, that way I can get a good view of what I need to change or what I need to address in my diet and go from there. Um, mm -hmm. we, we do have a comment here from Patrick. This came from a little bit earlier, um, but I didn't want to break the conversation as per protein. Sure. So Patrick says, not sure if this makes sense, but I had to reprogram my mind that refined sugars, AKA candy was causing mood and energy swings and crashes avoiding sugar. And now no more swings. Um, do you actually need sugar in your body or like is yeah. types of sugar? Yeah, you do. And so, um, we don't have any white sugar in our house. Mm. We just don't have any sugar in the house. Well, the forms of sugar that we have are like honey or, uh, such, but we, we have no bags of white sugar. So I, I think I call uh, sugar the, it's like the white devil. Um, it really is a devilish uh, product and I, I don't cook with it at all. I don't use it in anything mm -hmm. and it will, it, it's not a matter of, uh, someone has to reprogram their mind that refined sugars are causing mood and energy swings and crashes. It, they are, <laughs> it's just science. That is, those are the facts. And the more that you can avoid, uh, the white candy, the better. And so get it out of your house. I mean, just remove it all. And if, if you have a, a sweet tooth, you, you like a little bit of uh, uh, crack cocaine uh, from time to time, then go find yourself a Hooper's Bakery or some such thing that will create that satisfying moment of, uh, you know, a sweet cherry turnover or whatever. But at least the cherries are locally sourced. At least the sauce that they came in isn't jam packed with uh, cane sugar or high fructose uh, glucose syrup and that said, or find, find a treat that is healthy mm. that doesn't have 27 ingredients uh, in the ingredient list to include four different colors. <laughs> now, what about um, people that want to bake or really enjoy making pastries at home, people making cakes, making all kinds of stuff. You, the most of those things require sugar, white sugar. They they don't. You can go find recipes out there that don't require sugar. 
So what we're distinguishing now is there's people out there who like to bake and eat sugar, and there's people out there who like to bake. I like it. I like it. That's uh, I, I was wondering if, if that's where you would take it, but you're, you're absolutely right because I've seen, I've seen many, many recipes that require white sugar, and I've seen many recipes for the exact same thing that don't require white sugar, mm -hmm. that use other other sweet they'll use they'll use apple puree or they'll use honey or they will use some various other sweeteners now let me hit you with this we were in was it 2017 maybe we we're at fort william in scotland at a world championship of 24 hour solo there was a restaurant there um really great restaurant really funky sort of eco-conscious really care about the product that they were putting out their baked goods were phenomenal and uh, I asked them, you know, like, where where did they get their recipes from? And it was from a vegan cookbook, a, a great cookbook. So it was so good. And I actually bought the cookbook myself. Uh, it's uh, And listen, I don't buy cookbooks because I just don't use them. I cook by feel. Yeah. At the end of uh, when whatever dinner I'm cooking or whatever I'm cooking, if you ask me to tell you what I just did to create that meal, sometimes I don't even know. I just zen out, man. I, I'm in the flow zone. I just flow and cook and my my family laughs at me. I'm notorious for it. I can't create my recipe for the meal that I just cooked, which is kick ass, because I didn't I, I don't measure anything or whatever. I just cook. Yeah. And so this vegan cookbook was a rarity for me, but I was so impressed by how tasty these desserts and these foods were, because really they're kind of it's real food that has a little bit of a dessert-like flair to it it could just as well be a meal like a real meal but it feels like a dessert to some degree and so um there's many ways that a person can bake if you've never baked before that doesn't require a whole lot of ingredients in fact i would counter that it requires less ingredients to bake well than it does to bake crap and so i mean these are just realities Go yeah. find uh, go find three bottles of color number six, number eight, and yellow number ten for me, in order to recreate the Twinkies. Oh, let's not forget the uh, trans fats and the the rapeseed oil and the et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. Just just buy all buy all forty seven of those ingredients to create that Twinkie, or go buy five ingredients to bake something that tastes good and is good for you. And so I think it's easier to bake healthily than it is to bake unhealthily. Uh, so there's not much of an argument for me in respect to, but what if I like baking? I can't bake without killing my family. Yeah, you can change your ways. Yeah. I, you know, I've always been, um, I've been a proponent of consistently doing things the long way. I, I like things that are done the long way in terms of baking, especially or cooking. Uh, anytime we needed whipped cream, I would just buy heavy cream and whip it. Me and too. I, you know, add a little bit of vanilla, throw in a little bit of honey and she is a good to go. Agreed. Um, and <clears throat> now one of the things that I had a challenge with was the fact that um, I don't, I, I, I lost my interest in food. I guess maybe not lost is the, the correct terminology, but I found once I started dealing with uh, PTSD and depression and a few of the other issues was the fact that my my desire to eat, my desire for food 
went away. And there would be multiple days where I wouldn't eat and it wouldn't, like, I wouldn't even realize that I needed to. Uh, I wouldn't feel hungry. It just would disappear. disappear. And uh, over time, I've gotten into the habit of just eating because I know I'm supposed to versus actually wanting to eat anything. Wow, that um, sucks. It does. <laughs> but um, I'm thinking, I'm my thinking that then the way to get through that is to set a path set a pattern and uh lay out the food for me so i don't have to think about it and then just eat as per but eat well as per rather than just eating whatever is in front of me so so let me hit the an interesting proposition and then yeah. i'm curious as to what you think about it so you might have seen that just recently I put up, I think, maybe three or maybe four videos of me just randomly cooking, mm -hmm. not planned cooking. It wasn't like, I'm going to go teach the internet how I cook. I just, I was just cooking and I thought, oh, I don't think I've ever really filmed myself like prepping. And I did nothing special. I just hit record and then forgot about the camera and just yeah. carried on. I cook all kinds of things all the time in all sorts of different ways. I've been cooking so long that I don't even know how I cook. But what I realized was people don't know that about me, that I cook and, and I can create good food. But it only came about because I started by combining an IMP with a bottle of Tabasco a long time ago. Those are pretty good. They were. But, you know, like food can be modified so it becomes more palatable. So that's when I started learning and then I never stopped learning mm. how to cook. And so now I'm going to hit you with my proposition. Okay. So I threw up those little videos, not for me, for you, for guys like you who don't cook or have lost, have lost the interest in cooking or have forgotten how passionate they can be about something anything mm -hmm. now it's food so i'm looking at a guy who is bored by food doesn't eat enough awesomely exciting food that he's excited to create the next meal that is going to be freaking awesome so if you won't do it for yourself you can do it for the team which is what i am doing that's a good point that's a very good point um and it's not it's not so much that uh I'm bored with food or that, uh, it's not that I'm, uh, Oh, unbored. sorry. I, I heard you say that you'd lost interest in it. Maybe I misheard you. <laughs> that maybe that I, was, that, it could have been I the said. cat. I think, uh, maybe, you know what? I will. I will. Yes, you it. will. <laughs> I will ponder because like I used to cook, I used to cook quite a lot. I used to bake. Dude, I, used to I have no doubt. Bread. And it yeah. uh, slowly got to a point where I just like, I would not require eating or not. So I would not think that I needed to eat. I would not have that like response of like, oh, I'm hungry. I need to eat 12 something. years ago, I used to cook pretty good. Yeah. How are you doing today? Not I suck. Well. Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. You know what I'm saying? So it doesn't yeah. matter what you did back then. And it doesn't matter what you did last year. It matters how you shake your head today and get on with the program that and impress upon the internet your mediocre cooking skills. 
and encourage someone else to do better. I like that a lot. Um, Carl asks, have you set timers to eat? I have noticed I have to be reminded to eat or set timers because I get carried away on projects or thought PTSD related. Have you had similar challenges? Absolutely. I do have said, yeah, hundred percent. The um, setting timers though is a great idea. I hadn't even thought about that. What do you think, Sean? Any thoughts? I don't think timers are required. If you simply keep in mind the rule of thumb, one gram of protein per pound of lean body fat, body mm. mass. So, you know, you can, you can get, if you're doing IF, like uh, you stated, and I do IF as well. If you're doing just an eight hour eating window and you know, oh, and you should be getting hungry because your eating window is coming up. You look at your watch and say, okay, it's time to eat. Dude, get bang back 60 grams of protein. Mm. At least you're like one third of the way to checking off the box on your protein count for that day. And even if you forget it, forget your name, never mind, forget the timers. At least you got one third of your protein out of the way. That's a good but, point. But even if you do forget all of that stuff, I'm pretty sure you'll start pecking away at food eventually. Mm. And then when you're getting ready to peck away because you've realized, oh, I'm hungry all of a sudden, then it's for you to make the smart decisions and not like knee jerk peck. Like, oh, that's right. I haven't eaten. Peck, 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 peck. Stop. Take 30 seconds and realize, hang on a sec. I need to get my other 60 grams of protein and I'm going to get it with some veggie and some rice, or I'm going to get it with whatever or whatever, but, but don't like snap out of your oblivion, realize that you need to peck away at food and then disappear again, snap in, pause two, three, do your protein count, figure out what you need next, check that box and then think about what's the carbs. Mm. I like that. I like that. I'm going to, That'll be, uh, I'll have to manage that tomorrow because I'm getting a ton of protein in just shortly, actually. Oh, yeah. What are you doing? Elk roast. Oh, that's nice. Mm. What did you do with it? Uh, my wife is actually preparing it right now, but um, we, she pan seared it with nice. some, uh, some thyme, some rosemary, some right. pepper and salt, pan seared the outside, threw it in the oven. And nice. it is roasting right now and then uh, we're having uh we got some we're gonna have some double baked potatoes to go with it oh yes you are gravy and oh uh, how are you making your gravy uh with the elk drippings oh yes you are yeah so this is gonna be it's gonna be a fantastic meal i'm really looking forward to it um we got some salad coming as well as some uh interesting uh some dessert brought from the italian center here so oh yeah what what uh what dessert for I'm not sure yet. My aunt is coming over for a dinner with my cousin and uh, his wife. And then we're all going to sit at the table and they're bringing dessert. They're bringing salad. They're bringing fantastic. And we're going to dig into the, the, I could like the house is just filled with elk roast. Like it smells so Dude, good. I'm right jelly. <laughs> I, I've got to figure out, uh, actually green put me on task that I've got to figure out uh, where we're going to have a family Easter dinner somewhere here in town. Yeah. Oh, that reminds me, actually. Um, I'm going to be. <laughs> That's not what I know. Uh, in May, I'm going to be going down to the ranch for, um, uh, for branding mm. to help out and do some branding down there. And I was thinking that 
I could probably skirt over to Fernie pretty quickly if you wanted to link up at some point and we could mm. uh, pass off some coffee, some mm. brown elk, some like... I don't need of, to uh, drive to Fernie to mail you coffee, so let me think about that. Okay. Uh, but I'm not ruling it out. Who knows what will happen? When did you say? In uh, May? Uh, May long weekend, yeah. Okay. Right now it's May long weekend. Sometimes right. it shifts based on the weather, but uh, they're planning for May long weekend is when I usually All right. go down. And we'll I'll figure it out. There. Yeah, we will. But okay, that way but, I can actually get you some meat, some actual elk, fresh. But but on a more real time uh, concern, yeah. tomorrow, what are we thinking for timings? Tomorrow we're good to go for uh, eleven hundred or ten hundred. Ten hundred hours PST. Yeah, Pacific. Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah, we're good to go. We uh, Tanya was going to join us, but she can't make that timing, so she'll okay. be switching to next Monday. Fair uh, enough. But we still got other guests coming in tomorrow. Um, is the Sabinator on or uh, the Sab Hour? He is, yes. The, All right. The days of Lavoie shall That's continue right. on Mondays. <laughs> I love that. Um, and it is, uh, uh, so yeah, we're good to go for Monday tomorrow. Tuesday, we got stuff. We got Wednesday stuff. Yeah, that's that's we're good. good. Monday evening, good. I'm back in Roslyn, so uh, rock on. Sweet. And hopefully oh, I will Oh, by the way. Oh, buddy. I forgot to mention to you. So uh, we've still got to touch time. Yep. So yesterday afternoon, I was just sitting down having some chow at a place here in Kelowna, and a young fella noticed that I was sitting down at a restaurant and said, you're going to be there long? And I said, be there for a bit. And he said, well, if I drive there, it'll take me about 30 minutes, but I'd love to meet you. So he drove across town and came and just sat down and hung out with me for about 45 minutes. And here's, here's what he said. He loves the collective. He listens Sweet. to it all the time. And, and... And as he was sitting down, within about 30 seconds, he pointed at me and said, you are a big deal. <laughs> and, and he says he loves that episode. <laughs> he says it's one of his favorite episodes. And I said, bro, if you did listen to that episode, you know that none of us are a big deal. Uh, but he, he really, really enjoys listening to it. Uh, so he, you know, I, he didn't say let chance know, but your name came up several times. And so there you, there you go. He, he just what, really likes the whole thing. Basically surrounded by like that chance guy needs to step up his game. <laughs> the whole conversation. Just man, that guy. Go. No, no. I, listen, he, it, honestly, he, he had complimentary things to say about awesome. both of us. And um, he was encouraging us to think about expanding the footprint in the sense of, he, he said, hey, have you ever thought about doing it? Uh, it was Kevin O'Leary, Redemption Inc., and I was like, Redemption, Nick, Kevin O'Leary. I thought he was dragging, saying, what are you talking about? And he said, uh, well, it was a show that they were kind of not scaring straight uh, kids who were uh, youth at risk, but yeah. along those lines. And he said, okay. you guys would be great for youth at risk. And I was like, yeah, I suppose. I've never really thought about those kind of things. You know what I mean? Yeah, I hadn't. Uh, I've I never hadn't really thought about what the, like, who on earth could we even be helpful to other than just trying to be helpful to everyone. But I hadn't thought about like, you know, certain demographics or these kind of things, you know, that's an interesting idea. It is. It's a, it's a realm that I had not previously thought of. So, I mean, that could work quite well as like, hmm. I'd like to, I'd like to inspire them straight, not scare them straight. I think that's a, it's a, it's a more depth based approach. Right, mm -hmm. because you can scare someone straight, but 
that lasts as long as they're scared. As, as long as you're standing in front of them. Exactly. And that's usually the, when they stop being scared is when you're not there. Uh -huh. So to really inspire someone to do something better, do something different to expand their own horizons would be a much better long-term uh -huh. game than any sort of, you know, because I, you and I could bark at people all day long. Right. And we could, you need to blah, 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 blah. Well, I, mean, I spent half an hour barking at you before we started the show. Right. Exactly. And I, and I didn't sort myself out to begin with. So, <laughs> um, you know, that's, that's a very good idea. What was his name? Should we give him a shout uh, out? First name, uh, Jesse, if I recall correctly. And, uh, and he knows Seb as well, by the way, he went on a, uh, uh, a mental health walk with Seb and the crew out there oh, right and uh, Seb had mentioned my name several times and so that's how we started you know this it's this incestuous circle all involved with Seb days of days of Lavoie the days of Lavoie carry on the the network is growing yeah, e even on the days of not Lavoie he's still up in my grill messing me around with days of Lavoie he lives rent-free in your brain, 100%. Dude, dude. In fact, I think he's charging you rent. <laughs> I, I'm telling you, I'm paying utilities as well. <laughs> um, absolutely. Well, we're we're just at an hour here. Um, awesome conversation. Thank you for the information, first off, on nutrition. I think that's going to help a lot of people get a very, a much clearer view of how to build upon nutrition. And I barely, I mean, barely. Yeah. But uh, I think for a lot of people out there, nutrition is, it seems like such a big world to even get started. And a lot of people don't even know where to start. But I think that uh, engaging your protein right away, I think that's a great place to start for a lot of people because it's, it's a lot easier to manage and track than a lot of other things. So I think that's... Uh, there's a there's a lot of really great takeaways from today for sure. I'll be pleased if the takeaways take traction for you for at least a week, because I'm curious to see how you feel after a week of clean fuel and I'm, and enough protein. I'm diving Dude, in today. You you might be double burls. Double burls? So double gee, burlage. Do you think anybody could handle double burls? Like I'm I'll, barely handleable as it is. I'll I'll need a larger laptop. You aren't going <laughs> to fit on my screen. Maybe I'll just sit, but I'll have to like sit back. Maybe sit that'll quick. improve your microphone. Maybe we'll see, we'll uh, we'll see what happens with that. <laughs> <laughs> um, any final thoughts before we shut her down today? No, no. Uh, it was a fun chat, and uh, thanks for modifying the time uh, for me, uh, uh, of course, and for tomorrow as well to the guests. Look forward yeah. to it, and. Uh, as always, if anyone's got any questions on nutrition, etc., hit up Chance, send him a DM, or send a comment in this uh, YouTube video, but mostly hit up Chance, because he's the wizard behind the curtain who gets to collect all of the questions. You know I won't. That's he true. will. 100%. Hit Chance. Yeah, shoot me the message. Chance is the man. I will, uh, well, I don't know about that. Chance the, is the uh, man, I'm just here to help out. I I may be the wizard behind the curtain. You are. You are, you are the, the collector of questions. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, with that, hopefully we can uh, we can learn how to do our nutrition better, which will allow us to build lean, clean muscles. There you go. 
and uh, that way we can grow as human beings, but also we in. Uh, Dude, what just well. happened there? I don't know. It's like I have this same line that I continually use every day, <laughs> but until tomorrow when I can use it again slightly differently and a little we'll bigger, that, a little bigger, just a little bit. We'll see you then. Chimo. Chimo.